Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and today I am so excited. This is just before Christmas when this episode comes out, and so today I'm so excited to expand on our previous episode, episode 75, where I took you through our year in review and how to create and feel into an inspiring vision for 2020. Today on this episode, I have with me the beautiful Ella Wright. And if you're not familiar with who Ella Ryder is, she is the woman behind the scenes of this podcast, my Make a Different Soul Tribe community, and my beautiful business. She is my online business manager, and I've had Ella on episode 61 and episodes 71 of the podcast before. So if you want to know more about Ella, go back and listen to those episodes. Ella is a life coach, YouTuber, blogger, and podcaster based in London. She also happens to be one of my incredible clients. And I'm so excited to be diving into this conversation with you all because I've asked Ella to put together a series of questions. And so we're diving into both of our years in review and also what we're excited for in 2020. So we cover so many interesting topics, so many of the behind the scenes of of my life and also Ella's that you just won't hear anywhere else. So many takeaways for business, but then also personally, our lives in general and as a whole. We cover some really deep topics in this episode. I know that 2019 has been a really transformative year for so many of us, and we're only really getting our head above the ground now. So there's also been a lot of challenges and struggles, and that's certainly been the case for both Ella and I. And so we talk about about these struggles and we talk about also some of the lessons that we've learned and as well as some fun questions thrown in the mix. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you all as a special end of year celebration and I'm excited for you also to consider these questions for yourself and I'd love to hear what your answers are or some of your takeaways over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe and also tag Ella at Ella.Rider and let's bring 2019 to a close with awareness, appreciation, and celebration of all that is, all that has been, and all that is to come. Enjoy the episode, my friends. Hey, Ella, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be back on here with you. I know. I should say welcome back to the podcast because you've been on what? This is your third time? Yeah, it's my third time. Um, got more questions still, still more to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So we're going to do something a little bit different here today. We've done this in a previous episode, which I can't remember the actual number, but I will link it in the show notes for today's episode. Um, Ella's coming on and she is going to turn the tables and interview me, although it will be more of a discussion because that's how we roll. We do love a good, good chat. <laughs> when the do love working a good well. chat. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Ella, should we just dive straight into it? Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay. Oh, well, actually, do you want to first tell them about like the theme of this conversation? So, it's kind of an end of year review almost because in your last, I'm guessing the last episode will be, I've already aired, so that will be 
end of year review, looking back over your year and see how it's gone. And I want to kind of just sum everything up and kind of condense it so people can see where you're at, what you learn, all these kinds of things, and just um, have a little insight into how your year looks and maybe the things that don't necessarily get shown on social media. So a bit of an inside inside view into running a business. <laughs> mm, okay, I love that. All right, so let's kick it off with your first question. Okay, so first of all, I'd like to know what your business highlight of the year is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. It's hard to, <laughs> to pick one, but if I had to pick just one, it would be doing the keynote in July, the keynote speech for my coaching academy, mm-hmm. the Beautiful You Coaching Academy in London. It was all about confidence. And the reason that this is a business highlight for me is because I, as I've mentioned on previous episodes of the podcast, I have a fear of public speaking and this was pretty huge because I graduated from my coaching academy um, at that stage just over a year ago and I was asked to do to be one of the three speakers in the um, the inspiration day that they were having. So there were 60 coaches, um, some of which were graduating that day and others just all of our like Europe, London, UK based mm. people because uh, my coaching academy is a lot of the events are in Melbourne, but they do ones like all over the So this was the first one they'd had in London, I think ever, but I might be wrong on that. So it was a really huge event. And my, I have a real fear of speaking on stage in particular, which was actually why I started this podcast. So actually getting up and speaking to a room full of people in front of also like my peers and colleagues and for my coaching school was a huge deal for me. So I've got to say that's the number one. Yeah, it's definitely a huge achievement. And even I'd forgotten that you did that. <laughs> but it's just, like, you do forget these massive, like, no turning points in our lives that you kind of, yeah, it's really interesting. And also that will be a fear of mine, I think, talking on stage. So it's good to see that <laughs> it is overcomable. More speaking next year, is that on the cards? Uh, yeah, potentially it is on the cards to do more speaking next year. Um, but as we'll probably chat about, through this conversation, I am releasing more and more my uh, mind's desire to know about and to plan what I'm doing. Mm. So if it's something that I meant to be doing, I have no doubt that opportunities will present themselves just like that talk with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. I got the message out of the blue. Um, Actually, that morning, I'd just been doing a meditation and I was asking my like self, you know, is speaking something that's on the cards for me or is doing video? And then I released it and was like, maybe, you know, I'm just going to release this. Maybe it's not on the cards for me and I shouldn't pursue it. And then I had an email like that morning in my inbox inviting me to be a speaker. Yeah. If that's not a sign, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. But also I've got to mention that of course, like there's been so many other highlights in my business this year because it has been a huge focus of my life. I've been very focused and committed and um, have been up leveling in big ways as I rolled out all of my business offerings, like create your beautiful biz and my one-to-one holistic business coaching program and the mistress mind and activated. And I ran a number of scholarships and I've done so many trainings. So all of these things have also been 
a huge highlight for me in 2019. And of course, I also won the award at the beginning of the year of Emerging Coach of 2018 to 19, which was super special. So there's been lots of highlights, but that personal feat of getting up on stage was was the number one. What about you, Ella? Um, so my business highlight of the year, I think, would be either starting a podcast, um, which I did during the um, Create a Beautiful Business. That one, I think it was a mistress mind um, when I was doing doing that program with you. It kind of gave me the kickstart I needed to start my podcast. And yeah, I really enjoyed recording it and it got me over my like fear of, well, I never really loved my voice, hearing my voice being recorded. Um, mm. So it kind of helped with that. And I just really enjoyed having a chat with people and talking about topics that I found really interesting. Um, mm. And yeah, it's something that I'm not sure where I'm going with it at the moment so I need to <laughs> have a little review for myself but um yeah I really enjoyed that challenge and I never thought I'd actually put it out there and get it finished and even know how to so that was a really big achievement for me um and then also doing my life coaching course so I actually committed to a course and completed it in September of this year so even that, when I was writing down the things that I'd done this year, I nearly forgot about it. I was like, oh my God, I did this too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with those and I feel, I feel like I'm going in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, there's two huge things, starting a podcast and also doing. It's not even just like the completing of the coaching course. It's actually all everything you had to do to be able to complete that. So that's absolutely huge and um it's also just amazing how much we forget unless we go back and review like our calendar and our photos and and even I was thinking um just before um reviewing like your audible all of the books that you read like what has been a significant influence on you for the year that also sparks some memories yeah definitely and I've been using my Instagram archive as well to see like this is what I was doing this time and that sort of thing. It's really interesting to compare. Mm, love that. So I'd also love to know what your personal highlight of the year is. So not related to business, just if it's relationships or living situations. Yep. So again, there's been lots of change in my personal life this year with my move from London to Sydney and and now Cambodia and who knows where next. But my, I, there's two things that I want to mention here. The first is my mum visited me in, uh, in London by herself in the end of January slash early February this year. And um, Lou was away during that time. So it was just my mum and I over in London. And I really cherish that moment because, or those moments, because I've never like, had an experience like that before and it was so special and it just makes me yeah every time I think about it I just feel so grateful for that experience with my mum so it's definitely one of my highlights because I will never ever be in a situation where I'll probably be living in London again in that way and have my mum there without Lou and just us two living in my apartment so that was really special. Mm. Yeah that time with that you love and I think it's so you can't put a price in it really 
Absolutely. And the second personal highlight for me, even though it's been very difficult, has been releasing a lot of old crap (laughs) from like my childhood and teenage years (laughs) and family baggage. And that's really been my journey this year in 2019, which I know has been the story for a lot of other people. So that sort of kicked off in March when I went back to Australia for a visit and I cleaned out um, all of my stuff that I had been keeping in storage and I just got rid of a bunch of crap that was like all of these you know memories and things from from my childhood that I'd just been taking around from one place to the next and I just let them go and it was so symbolic because Mm. I felt like I'd really released something in that moment and then I guess that was a it that sort of was a symbol for what was to come, which has been all of the work I've been doing for the rest of the year on mm. releasing, um, yeah, old family patterns. And I've been exploring, uh, things and situations I haven't looked at in a very long time. I've been looking at intergenerational things and that is a highlight because it's, why I feel the way I feel right now, which is I feel really, really good. And yeah, it's been because of all of that work I've been Mm. doing. Yeah, it's so much about the internal shifts as well that happen. I think we focus on the external things, but often the internal um, shifts happen first and then I change to reflect that. Yeah, absolutely. So what about you, Ella? What are your personal highlight or highlights for 2019? So I've got, again, a couple. It's really hard just to pick one. Um, So the first one I want to mention is more of an internal change for me. So I believe it was you that introduced me to Byron Katie and work really changed. I know we'll look at it later on, my questions, favourite books and that type of thing. But um, just I think the ability to realise that I'm not my thoughts, um, I can have control over whether I get stressed about a situation, whether the things affect me um, and just becoming more and more aware of the voice in my head that's like telling me I'm not good enough and all these kind of thoughts that were just going on repeat in my mind and that I wasn't even necessarily aware of and it's been reflected in situations like I've had quite a lot of jobs this year through like trying to navigate what I want to be doing um, with my time and testing out different situations and not being afraid to try new things Um, and through those different learning opportunities yeah the voice would get stronger in certain situations and found yeah it's definitely a highlight for me to become more aware of that I'm so much more self-aware and I guess more present than I was at the beginning of the year and um, Mm. that's been a big shift for me and yeah I just feel like it's really helps especially um my second highlight which is now that I'm living in London which has been a goal of mine for quite a few years um and it's one I ironically or not so ironically had let go of this year and then right before the end of the year I ended up moving so moved last weekend and Mm -hmm. yeah I'm really happy to be here I've always loved the city and um yeah I'm finally moved out living in my own um I'm renting in London so yeah it's a really nice area and I think trying to let go 
my practice at the moment is letting go of the control of knowing where things are going because mm. so much it's more fun when you don't know <laughs> I think yeah absolutely and it also allows you to open up to the possibilities instead of um you know sticking to the plan there's so much more out there for all of us than mm. we could even imagine yeah definitely and it's it's quite exciting just to see oh, what's going to happen next and just be open to the change yeah and also I love that your um, one of your highlights was that awareness that you've got because I just believe that that is the best foundation that we can all have and awareness in my opinion is abundance like when we can be aware of what we're actually receiving and the possibilities out there for us and just aware of our mind and where it's at and how it's also contributing to the way that we're looking at the world it allows us to step into abundance so that's something that I've definitely learned in an even deeper way this year and I think for a lot of my clients like this is the same discussion that we're having as we look at our end of year and what we've you know created and so what they've created and awareness has been something that's been coming up on everyone's um, celebration list too so I think that's probably a theme for all of us <laughs> yeah and I think your mindset makeover program really like makes it so accessible all this mindset work can be a bit overwhelming but when I took your program it just made it so easily digestible and but also so like transformative if you really do the work <laughs> it is a commitment like you said it's a commitment to kind of breaking the mold of society and that fear-based living and I think commitment perhaps could be my theme for next year <laughs> yeah it's um and, and I love that you mentioned commitment because I th that's right like these internal shifts that we want to make with our beliefs and our mind and our patterns they will only happen through repetition and that requires commitment. It's like new habits we're creating, which are those new neural pathways. And so that's why I really loved that in the mindset makeover, I tried to put everything in a way where you could have a plan to use with your mind to help you to keep expanding. And, and honestly, like every single day, to this day, and I will forever be doing this, I am working on my mindset. I'm looking at bringing that awareness, like what am I thinking about? What um, If I notice myself um, doing something that's um, in contrast to where I want to go and the energy I want to show up in, I'm going to take a look at that and see what's there from this place of curiosity so that I can have the awareness and then therefore bring myself to a place of acceptance and then choose again and choose something that's even more supportive. So yeah, it's a lifelong practice and work and it becomes really amazing and empowering because you see that all of the power is in your hands and it's simply through having that awareness about what's going on inside of our minds. So true. Yeah, completely agree. So the next question I would like to ask you um, is what did you have the most fun creating this year in your business? 
Oh my gosh, I feel like I've created so much this year. I have. I was on a creative mission. Actually, the last three years, I've just been creating so, 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 so much. And I now feel that I'm moving into a new phase where I will be creating a lot less, which is exciting and just, you know, where my energy is um, leading me to. So, what I'm most what I had the most fun creating were all of the things I created this year. And in particular, um, my like create your beautiful biz. I loved creating all of the trainings for that. And also just, but actually like the most fun is showing up with all of you, Ella, you were in the first round, like showing up with everyone throughout the, I think I've done three rounds this year. Um, and getting to know everyone there, their businesses, working on our mindset, working on the practical stuff. Like I've just loved that. And then I've also adored showing up in the same way Mm. for the mistress mind, the menstrual magic business mistress mind that Ella was also a part of. And also my um, 12 month mentorship Mm. activated. And of course, all of my one-to-one clients. And I've just really loved, I've had so much fun analyzing uh, all of the different circumstances I've been helping people with and then learning so much more about myself and my own business and then also about how I can serve and then continually like using all of that information I'm getting to then you know create even better products and services for everyone so the mindset makeover is included in, in that. I think it was like essential for me to create that so that everybody has like all of the basics there. Not that it's that basic, but it's all there in a easy to digest program. And I'm just, I'm, I just feel so satisfied that I have all of the, the baseline for, you know, the, what I'm here to support people with. So yeah, that's what I had the most fun creating, but I think things are going to look very different in 2020. Yeah, there's so much variety. So like if anyone's any area of kind of self-development, I think there'll be a program that you'd have that would suit them. <laughs> and whether that's the style of learning or the topic or yeah, the length of the program. You've really got the foundations there and it's yeah, it's really exciting to see um what you'll be creating next because you've got such an amazing um base. Thank you. So what about you? What have you had the most fun creating? Again, the podcast, I really had, you know, I got quite like a high off recording them. Um, Mm. I'd always feel really like energized when I finished recording and just found it really enjoyable. Um, I think that's still what I'm trying to hone in on is what I actually do enjoy, you know, depending on the day and obviously where I was in my cycle, things would feel different. So, um, I think that's what I need to practice more is like working with my energy. Uh, the process itself, I really enjoyed creating um, the podcast and getting them out there. It's more of a time management thing for myself that I felt like maybe I didn't have enough time, which I know is a mindset thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, fun is something that I want to increase more. Again, I also enjoy doing YouTube videos this year. Um, I tried some Instagram live um, this year. That was another thing I experimented with. Um, so yeah, it's a trial and error process at the moment for me. <laughs> and I also do, I love doing visuals. Like I do, do visuals with you and I enjoy creating those types of things. So 
the most fun would probably be the podcast. Mm, well, that's very interesting intelligence, Ella. <laughs> I feel like that could be a hint a hint for you as you review the year but also I think like that's a great lesson there and it's something that I also had to learn this year Mm. too that you know like I I took a an extended break from this podcast right and uh part of me felt really guilty about that but the other part of me just knew that I needed to take that time Mm. for myself as I navigated my transition back to Sydney And I think you've been on a very similar journey as well, Ella, with like, you know, starting a new job and moving to London and there's been so many new things going on and you've had your coaching course and so many things. And so like maybe the podcast wasn't right at that time, but maybe it will be again soon and that's totally okay. Yeah, like knowing that it's an option to go back to it when I feel called to. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so what is your next question? So I'd love to know what you're most excited about in 2020. Hmm. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. I've been doing a lot of dreaming, which I love to do. However, the thing that I'm the most excited about is allowing myself to live in the unknown in 2020. So I have a new little boundary for myself and that is I'm not um, I'm not planning anything more than like a couple of months in advance so I actually had like my entire year mapped out for 2020 and I was asking myself like why don't I feel free you know why do I feel like um, why why am I not excited by this because previously that, you know, it did come from a place of inspiration when I created these plans and I was trying to create a plan so I could spend four months of the year not working and go and do like I'm doing a yoga teacher training and go and explore other parts of the world. But then I realized that actually simply by planning in and of itself, um, including all that time for myself, I was limiting my like that feeling of freedom. And so I needed to release that desire Mm. to plan and allow myself to just, you know, not, not know. And, um, and everything will be okay. I'll still be able to serve my clients. I'll still be able to make money in my business. I'll still be able to do the things that I want to do in terms of travel and, and the trainings and just a new, like next level of trust that it's all going to unfold in like the best way for me. Yeah. I think that's, most exciting way to live and I love that as a coach that you're advocating letting go of the control and it's all about releasing the resistance and seeing what seeing what flows in for me it's also a very similar theme for 2020 I'd like to what well what January taught me when my um, when Teddy passed away is that you can't plan the year because I thought the beginning of the year I thought that like it was going to look a certain way and it completely changed in January and then I had to not reassess but I just had to let go of like knowing what was going to happen and just be accepting of the situation for what it was um Mm. and then the things that have happened I could never have like planned or predicted and I wouldn't have chosen the timeline that it did happen (laughs) I wouldn't have maybe chosen um I mean to me moving to London in December wouldn't have been like the best idea at the time but the way it's happened and it's 
ended up being the best timing for everything else that was going on in my life when I started my job even things like down to when I went on holiday (laughs) it like all flowed very easily and I think if I try to plan it all it never would have gone so smoothly so Mm -hmm. I'm excited about again releasing the more controlling aspects of my personality in 2020 because there's obviously still things that my mind tries to control but as I practice being more in the present moment those things don't really matter as much so whether that was the issues I'd have with food trying to control that um or even like relationships it's all irrelevant when you are in the moment that's what I'm excited about in 2020 oh I love that yeah being able to um, accept what is and also really appreciate like what is as well where you are and see like see the abundance of the situation see the what the gift of the situation I mean that is where Mm. all of the magic is and unless if we can't if we don't if we can't do that like what I've what I've been talking about a lot recently on um, social media has been all about you know needing to love on where we are right now in our businesses and our results and our financial results and until we get to that place Mm. then we can't create space for new for new for new things and for more opportunities and more abundance to come in because it's like we're so used to looking for more that we don't realize what we have right now Mm. yeah not judging the moment or ourselves I think yeah totally and I think your um that story that you just shared about the start of the year looking very different for you and then going through the loss of Teddy and then being where you are today and it happening on a completely different timeline is such a great uh, lesson for all of us and reminder for all of us that you know there's always a bigger plan and I think like um whatever our mind thinks is going to happen like not to be so fixated on it happening in that way because there's so much outside of our control Mm. and um and yeah yeah, it's just like if we could release that resistance as you said in the moment and if we could release the plan I feel like a lot of us would have so much more peace instantly Mm. you're not trying to do things in a timeline or feeling like you have to be in a certain place because you're this age or yeah leading on from this kind of excitement I'd love to know what your most dominant emotions were in 2019 (laughs) oh my gosh okay what are my most dominant emotions um resistance has been one of them for sure throughout the year and that's because I've been up leveling in major ways (laughs) so resistance has been by my side every step of the Mm -hmm. way um I think things my resistance emotion emotional state has probably eased up more over the last maybe month like since I've been in Cambodia Um, but otherwise Mm. for the rest of the year it's been like by my side very strongly and at the same time I feel like I've also felt really really grateful probably more than ever before like that's where I find my comfort so 
every time I feel that resistance, I keep returning back to gratitude and feeling that throughout my body. And I, you know, I do so many meditations and things with all my clients focused on gratitude because I really feel like that's where the magic is. And it just gives me like so much peace. So gratitude has been really important. And then another, I'm trying to think of what other emotion, because there's definitely something there. And I feel like maybe it's a mix between focused or determined and inspired. So actually I feel like focused has probably been the the more dominant emotion. Um, I've been so focused this year, like just on creating all of the things I wanted to create and moving forward in the way that I wanted to move forward. Like I really wanted to have all of these, uh, all of these different programs rolled out. I really wanted to have, um, I was focused on the move I was making. I was focused on trying to figure out what the year was going to look like after the move. And so I don't know if we'll talk about this later, but that actually feeds into one of my, like something I've really realized about myself is that my focus and my devotion and dedication and commitment can sometimes be like almost superhuman. It's like one of my, I think one of my superpowers but I've realized that also like all of our gifts, <laughs> like all of our gifts, it can also be limiting for me. So my focus like tipped to um, another extreme where I became too focused. And I think I mentioned this in one of my last episodes. Um, it became too focused that suddenly I had created this identity for myself and this plan for myself that then felt like it was restricting me in so many ways. And then I almost had to break free from my own focus and get that balance back in my life with being more open to the possibilities. So it's such a fascinating learning in life because we're always dancing on like the edge of something where we need to be, we need, we need it, but then we don't need it too much. And so it's that, you know, finding that balance all the time. Yes, yeah, all about the balance. <laughs> That's so interesting, and <laughs> I'm glad you shared that resistance was part of your. Ge- I'm glad you shared that resistance was part of your journey this year, and um, it's all the emotions. They should be up and down. It shouldn't be all one plain sailing <laughs> positive unicorn emotion throughout the year. I think that's how <laughs> I used to feel. It should look. I should always be. I should always be in the state of like absolute joy and gratitude and um I'm sure some people are but um for me it's yeah it's been more up and down as well um for me personally I think my main emotions year was I want to say overwhelmment (laughs) with everything going on um but then also that would kind of oscillate between that and excitement for what's to come like I said the unknown and the overwhelmment and like anxiety would always be there, but then it'd be my practice of whether it's meditating or just walking in nature. The things I do that bring me back to that kind of more peaceful, more grounded state. Um, mm. so yeah, the dominant emotions I'm hoping will shift a bit. And also an interesting one that I discovered that I didn't really know, didn't realize how much I felt um, was guilt. And this came up in a session I had with Danny, who's um, mm. part of the community, and she's a BNE practitioner. And the feeling of guilt 
had come up in a few areas of my life. Um, and I wasn't really aware that the amazing thing about B&E is that you're not really aware of these subconscious patterns that you have playing out in your life. Mm-hmm. And guilt was one related to like family and just myself and it's something that I'm still exploring and kind of uncovering, but I know it's impacted whether it's friendships, feeling guilty for saying no to things, setting boundaries, um, mm. even things like eating what I want to eat without feeling guilty. And just it's quite interesting that it can be such a dominant emotion, but we're not always maybe aware of it in our lives. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing about uh, modalities like B and E because a lot of these emotions you know we've inherited and so there's so much a part of like everything we can remember that we don't realize that they are a part of who we are mm. and like how who we are right now and it's like they've become part of our identity so we don't even notice them yes exactly and I was listening to your um your money masterclass yesterday and you were explaining how our money story, our money mindset is often passed down from your family. And I know it's so true of me and it's something that I'm, it's not a goal, but it's obviously something that I'd like to improve on, um, as I'm sure most people would. So coming from that place of feeling abundant um, right now, it's definitely a good start. Yeah. And I think really if we all um, dig in deeper to the resistance that we're feeling, um, you'll find it, you know, manifests in other emotions. Like for me, the resistance throughout the year, especially the first maybe quarter, um, maybe a bit longer than that, actually, there, it was showing up in overwhelm and frustration and confusion, right? But then if I dig beneath that resistance mm. and dig beneath those emotions, what I would find would always, for me, it's shame. Like it always comes back to shame. And so the difference between shame and guilt, shame is when you think you're there's something wrong with you and guilt is when you think you're doing something wrong. And they're definitely linked. But as, once, you're, once you're able to witness your shame and allow yourself to experience it or the guilt even – it, it allows you to choose something, choose thoughts that are more supportive of how you actually want to feel and release yourself from, from the guilt and from the shame. But it's, it's going to come up again because those patterns are so ingrained in our minds. So it's just, it's like, I think, like you mentioned, a lot, a lot of us think that we need to always be in the joy and we need to be in all of the positive emotion. And yes, we want to support ourselves as much as we can to be in positively charged emotions, but part of the human experience is the resistance, is the fear, is the guilt and shame. And if you can allow yourself to really feel and really experience those emotions as they come up, you move through them so much quicker. And if that's Mm. what we're all resisting, like really resisting Mm. feeling that way, and we allow ourselves to feel that way, then that's when I feel that we really are fearless because we're willing to to feel that uncomfortable and painful emotion, which is a physical sensation in our body, which is just always really comforting for me to remind myself of that. Yeah, I, yeah. there's so much to be said for just sitting there and like feeling what you're feeling and not buffering which is I think what including myself what the majority of society do I mean that's why chocolate exists that's why cigarettes exist and alcohol and all these things and it's 
not making us feel better that we think it does in the moment. But then it's also for me not being hard on myself when I do do those things. But I'm still aware (laughs) that it's not maybe what I need in the moment. But it's a yeah gradual process. Yeah. And let me just say, like, one of the ways I like to buffer is to overwork. And that's a pattern I can recognize throughout my entire life. So one of the things that I really discovered Mm. about myself this year, as I noticed myself going back into overworking patterns, was that if I, I needed to disrupt that pattern and allow myself just to do nothing, like particularly with my transition back to Sydney and, um, you know, I'll expect less of myself. And I, I think that's so important because the way that we buffer and we escape our emotions shows up differently for everyone. So you've got to, and it, and it can change as well. Like I used to use alcohol and sometimes I use food and, um, and sometimes it's like watching Love Island <laughs> and, um, or The Bachelor. And mm-hmm. so you've just got to like, it, it's fine to buffer. Like that's what we do sometimes, but the, mm. whatever we're escaping, we're not, we're not going to be able to transcend it until we bring awareness to what it is and feel it. Yeah. Definitely. So a bit of a more lighthearted question. I'd love to know how many countries did you visit this year? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Okay. So I visited Cambodia, England, Wales, which I'm sort of putting in two categories, even though technically they're the same, but for me, they're different. (laughs) Ireland, Australia, Norway, Indonesia, and France. So that's eight. I think there's eight of them, but I've been on like probably 20 trips this year. So different cities within those locations. Mm. Like I took myself on a trip to the south of France wow. in somewhere in the middle of the year. Yep. I just went for a week by myself to Antibes and visited Nice. Uh, but I began the year in Lyon and um, with Lou after we went skiing, but that was 2018, the skiing part. So, yeah, I, I've been to a number of different places like within those countries and it's amazing, right, because you just forget all of the ground you've traveled throughout the year and then as you go back and, I, you know, you just look at your mm. calendar and you write all this stuff down, you think, whoa, my year has been so rich so rich of so many experiences no I mean you've definitely visited so many places I'm always like oh where's the picture off to you now <laughs> yeah and actually this year I felt like oh I hadn't really been to many places and um but yeah as I reviewed it I I have and you know like one of those as well like I went to Melbourne three times yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's yeah I think this is just it's just symbolic of like, even if it's not going to another country, if you explore like all of the different experiences mm. you've had, like it could be um, workshops you've attended, trainings you've attended, like online things you've attended, um, times you've met with your friends and you, and then you, that sparks, like if you go through your photos mm. and then you've got a photo of you at, you know, the, at lunch together or whatever. And then you remember like this amazing conversation you had Like some of my most cherished memories this year are the voice messages I've left either my clients or um, and my friends and the conversations I've had like on Skype with my mom and with Lou about 
all of the things I've been mm-hmm. learning. Like I remember one with you, Ella, when I was telling you about Byron Katie and that work, that was when I was in Antibes and I'd mm-hmm. been uh, listening to Eckhart Tolle, the 10 um, chapters uh, discussed Oprah. on Oprah's yeah. Um, podcast. Yeah, and then that led me to Byron Katie's episode and I was already familiar with her work and loved it. And um, from when I sort of, I think 2015, when I was delving into Brooke Castillo's work, um, Byron Katie is a huge influence on Brooke Castillo's work and the model that she uses. And I just loved it, like learning about loving what is, like really just changed things for me. And then um, having that conversation with you and talking about that was also like, that's a highlight for me throughout the year, that realisation and yeah. and just being able to voice that was, yeah, like a really mm. special moment. So for me, I only visited two countries this year, um, Copenhagen and Crete. I think it was just two. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went to Crete, which is a lovely family, relaxing holiday and had the best time and um, could very much do with the sun now. But that was, yeah, mm. much needed. And <laughs> that's when the kind of job that I'm in now flowed in because I guess I was relaxed and allowing and happy. <laughs> and then Copenhagen with my friend, which was so fun. That was like a little city break. So had the best of both, I suppose. Um, yeah, and apart from that, just been going for like just meeting friends for coffees. I really love that. And I love coffee. And it's, to me, it's just such a, Totally fun thing to do. Um, so I've done a lot of that with a lot of coffee, coffee catch-ups, coffee dates, um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more of that in 2020. And Bali is on the list for next year. I will be going. It's going to happen. Mm. Yep, <laughs> it sure will. So I'd love to know next um, what you what did you learn about yourself this year? I know you touched on it before. Maybe the overworking that you overwork a bit too much but um I'd love to know if you learn anything else that you'd like to share about yourself yeah I definitely learned that my that focus that I was talking about before like the balance where it's it's so it's part of my superpowers but it's also something that really I can use to to limit my freedom, but also to be really hard on myself. Like sometimes when I'm in that really Mm. focused mode and I just want to create and I want to get these things done and it's what I love and I'm feeling in the flow and all of these things, um, I can easily then move into like neglecting my body and what, I don't know, other needs that I need in that moment. So really being aware that that is my tendency and that even though I've done all of this work, it's still something that's going to show up and in sneaky ways, like, Hey, but this is what I love doing. And, you know, this is what I'm working towards. And, you know, all of that, it's still something that I have, there has to be a balance with it. So that has been really powerful because it's led me to creating like big changes in how I'm showing up. Like, for 2020, I am just simplifying like so much in how I show up in my business and in my life. It's a it's a process of letting go, and I'm already starting to do that now because I've 
you know, created all of these things, but now I need to let go. And actually, Ella, that brings me to something that I didn't mention at, uh, at the top, which one of my highlights as well is, of course, bringing you onto my team. That was a huge thing for me to, you know, make yeah. that commitment. Oh. And also, yeah, and also to have that as um, to allow myself to be supported in that way, you know, because I'm someone who's so used to mm. wanting to do everything herself. And that was something I was very proud of. And yeah. so, of course, we can't do everything ourselves and we and I certainly can't have the business that I want, which is something really huge, without having support. And so being able to work with you and I've you've just been able to help me in so many ways and then and also for you to be someone that I've had a relationship with before, you've been one of my clients in so many different ways and we've just, it's just flowed in such a magical way that I could never have ever planned. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, I'm so grateful, so grateful. Yeah, I did want to, I was thinking earlier, I wanted to mention that that was one of my highlights of the year is working with you because it's an area that I'm so interested in. Obviously, I loved your content before I even work with you so kind of fusing together what I enjoy doing like creating content community sharing and that type of thing um to be able to work with you has been absolutely one of my highlights of the year and um I'm excited to see what we create together in 2020 <laughs> me too for sure and what about you Ella what has been one of your key learnings I think my key learning would be that I was always <laughs> trying to rush everything, like rushing to the end. Um, and then there's no need to rush that everything is going to happen in its right timing, in its own timing. Um, so even things like, even when it came to cooking, I'd always be like putting things on a high heat, trying to get to the end <laughs> and not actually enjoying the journey, enjoying the process. <laughs> um and I just, yeah, just very heavy handed with things. And I think it's, but yeah, it's been a big, big realization about myself. <laughs> um, so again, it's leading into that feminine energy, trying to lessen the masculine side. And um, yeah, so I learned that about myself. And I think I also learned that I'm stronger than I think I am. Um, again, going back to like Teddy and everything that happened, I feel like. I'm quite proud of myself for how I dealt with it and how I managed to focus on not moving on but accepting the situation and focusing on the freedom that I now had in my life and I learned that I can I guess without being dramatic like get through anything like the worst everything's only temporary like things shift things change and I know he's not gone he's still around <laughs> here watching over me um but you can get through anything even no matter where you are I think there's always something that can be done there's always there's always another step another way of looking at things um, another perspective is it the course of miracles they say shift in perception is uh, change from fear to love so that's that's what I try and focus on yes I love that I love a course in miracles and yeah that definitely is the miracle for sure I just think that everything comes back to our ability to be able to do that. Like all of the answers lead back to what's happening in our minds and we have the choice of how we look at 
what's happening. So I'd love to know what your Christmas day will look like this year in Cambodia. (laughs) Um, So my Christmas this year is going to look like probably traveling on Christmas Day to Malaysia. I'm actually going away tomorrow for five days to an island here in um, in Cambodia. It's called uh, Koh Rong. And then I am going to um, – and then I have two days back here in Cambodia and then I leave on Christmas Day to fly to wow. Malaysia. So I think we'll be in Kuala Lumpur. And, um, yeah, I don't know what the day is going to look like yet because like literally we just booked our trip for this week so exciting. today <laughs> and, um, we'll probably, hopefully we'll book Malaysia tonight, but I don't know. We, <laughs> we might book it next week. What about you? So for me, um, it will be quite low key. I want it to be a very relaxing Christmas, um, so I'll be at home with my mum and dad and I'll go home for the few days. So uh, Christmas Eve, I'll get home, I think. And then I'm planning on going for um, a few drinks with my friends in Oxford. And then Christmas Day itself will be quite a quiet, low-key affair. Um, I'll probably stay in my red polka dot pyjamas <laughs> whole day. <laughs> and yeah, we'll have a nice Christmas lunch and um, probably just sit on the sofa and chill really because I've been looking forward to doing that (laughs) for a long time and then I'll be back um I think I'll travel back on Boxing Day to London so hopefully the trains won't be too uh too busy (laughs) oh that sounds like a gorgeous day and I think it's yeah it's you know Christmas is great because we have our families around or friends or however it is that you spend Christmas but it's also nice to just like soak up the magic and be with yourself as well and I think sometimes like Mm. it's easy to feel like to end the Christmas period and just feel really drained because we've forgotten about ourselves in the process so um yeah taking that time for yourself to just like chill out and Mm. like create a little ceremony for the year um, and for all that you've experienced and then like, you know, opening up and being ready for for your next chapter. I really love to do those sorts of things on Christmas. And I just say that Ella, because I've spent the last four Christmases um, not with family, like Lou and I have lived abroad. So we've typically spent it by ourselves. And then usually on Christmas day or on New Year's Eve or whatever, I've just been literally going through like, what's my vision for the year? Um, and, and also just like being really grateful for the year that has been as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to implement that practice. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas this year? Oh, um, so Lou and I were having this conversation and we're like, oh, we're just not going to get any, any, either, we're not going to get each other anything this year, right? And I was like, yeah, 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 that's great. And then, well, we are going to go to this, um, we might do an experience together um, potentially, but we don't know what that is yet. But what we, what I've decided that I actually do want today is that I would like some books. And that really is what I ask for every year. And really that looks like I just go and buy all of the books for myself and then don't feel guilty about it. But 
There are so many topics I want to read this year. Like, for instance, I want to get lots of different books from um, uh, women of color authors. That's a really big thing for me this year. I'm exploring a number of books that have been recommended Mm -hmm. from Aboriginal writers, which is something I'm at the moment reconnecting and um, learning a lot more about my Aboriginal heritage and family line and exploring that and working through a lot of different issues that have come up for me, my family, um, through some of the experiences that we've had and shared and then I'm also looking at and really interested in intergenerational trauma specifically um, and you know as I explore all of this so I um, there's so many books that I want to read plus I'm preparing for my menstruality leadership training which is coming up in 2020 and also my women's self-care yoga training which is also coming up and there's a whole reading list for both of them it's gonna be a year of studying again for you (laughs) it will be yes so it's been good to have a year off (laughs) and what about you Ella so mine is a bit less intellectual (laughs) I have asked for I've asked for one book um I want a a Course in Miracles Made Easy by Alan Cohen, mm. which um, I can't remember who I saw recommended it, but it looks, I've wanted to dive into A Course in Miracles, but I've just not had the time with the length of the <laughs> book. Yeah, it's um, So I'm going to read that. I'm trying to kind of consume less content. So I'm trying to consume less content. So I think one book will do me for now. Um, and then some skincare and some room bits. That's pretty much what I wanted like my biggest wish this Christmas I think is just to have a calm couple days at home just like relaxing sitting by a tv doing nothing that's that's my like gonna be my main present I think Mm. and I'm happy with that (laughs) yeah that's the best gift isn't there it's great when you get to a point where it's like you know what I actually don't think there's really anything that I truly want or need and you know, the thing that I actually really want is just to have some time to myself and, um, you know, you are your greatest company. That's a, I think that's a really great place to be. It's a sign of growing up, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, if someone bought me a trip to Bali, I, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so um, you said you're getting some books this year for Christmas. Do you have a particular one that um, really helped with your business this year? Like, book written by a coach or someone else completely out of the um, industry that you found really I think I know what you might say but I want to hear what you answer <laughs> it's Becoming by Michelle Obama that is my favorite book I yeah, read this year I knew it. and I read it at the start of the year when I was in Lyon I read that on the 1st of January in Lyon <laughs> I was reading it on you know a couple of days before that and I read it all in just a couple of days which is rare for me because I actually physically read the book not just listened to it on audible And it just inspired me so much and led to so many like really exciting decisions I made for myself in my business this year. And the reason I love it is just, you know, like Michelle comes from a legal background like me and she wanted to do something more that made a difference. And I just felt like in everything she was talking about with both her and Barack Obama, I, and also I read his book or one of his books as well, which was really great. Um, I just felt like, wow, these, you know, it, I just felt so heard and I left feeling so activated as well to like do more. And yeah, that's really Mm -hmm. what led me to offering a lot of the scholarships I've offered this year. And I've been thinking about, you know, different ways to, um, contribute to like my community and, 
to have um, that social responsibility arm of my business. And so these are things that I'm also really excited to like roll out in 2020 as they all come to fruition too. What about you, Ella? So I think it would have to be barring Katie's um, a mind at home with itself because, again, going back to the mindset work, I think that really has an impact on everything. And for me, it was about the book really broke down into different subjects, different areas of your life. And um, just like, for example, putting the podcast out there, not like questioning it, not letting my mind get in the way of creating drama and that type of thing. So, yeah, I went back to it quite a few times this year and reread certain passages and found it really, really helpful um, in all areas of my life. But, yeah, particularly mm, for business. I'll have to check that out. What was your favorite podcast of the year? Um, so, podcasts, I sort of – I well, haven't been very consistent in listening to any podcast this year. I had, like, periods where I'd have a favorite. Um but I was not consuming as much podcasts. Um, I wasn't consuming uh, like much in general this year. However, recently I have discovered Sophia Bush's work in progress and I'm Mm -hmm. literally so addicted to it. I want to listen to every single episode. I've literally started from the first episode and have been waking, making my way through all of them. And (laughs) I just feel so lit up because it's all about social responsibility. It's about getting involved in like all of the issues of our world, taking responsibility for them, being, um, yeah, being activated socially and, um, and really taking ownership for what's going on in the world and getting involved. And so I've just found them super empowering and I'm really excited to see what I create as a result of all of that inspiration. So I'm so grateful for that podcast. Yeah. What about you, Ella? So my favorite podcast of the year, I'd say that would have to be, I've always really loved Jess Lively's podcast, um, The Lively Show. And I yeah, continue to listen to that throughout the year. I'd say that's the one um, along with yours that I'd get most excited about and would like have to listen to on the day it was released. <laughs> um Otherwise, I really enjoy listening to the Brooke Casillo, um, the Life Coach School. Uh, Barring Katie's even got some podcast episodes that I dived into. And was it Eckhart Tolle's The Oprah series? That was the beginning of the year, I think, like January time. So I really enjoyed um, listening to that series. Again, haven't been listening to too many, but those are my key standouts of the year, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and a lot of those I also have tuned into here and there as well. Um, Yeah, and like Brooks, the Life Coach School podcast is still one of my favorites. If there's an episode on business, uh, I will be listening to it for sure. (laughs) And also on lots of the mindset things like outside of business too. Mm -hmm. I I really feel like like her model has helped me so Mm. much in my life and I'm really understanding it in like a much deeper way today. And there's just so much depth to that model. So yeah, it's really fascinating. Cool. Um, I'd love to know if you set any new year's resolutions. I know you said before you were letting go of the control and the goals, but do you have a rough idea of what you want to achieve next year? So usually I set, pretty specific 
uh, intentions and goals for the year. And I take myself through a very, and I've, and I have done some of this process already. I take myself through a, um, a lengthy process. However, the, the real resolution for myself for this year is, uh, is freedom and freeing myself from so many like limitations that I've realized I've been putting on myself. And so I guess Mm. moving forward, that's probably my word for the year, freedom. And it's, so I've got lots of ideas about what might happen, but I feel really unattached to everything. Like for instance, we might end up in the US, we might Mm. end up in Geneva, we might end up in Sydney, we might end up in London. Um, there's so many, and, and also I might end up in Bali. There's so many different locations on the cards. There's so many different projects. Like I've got a product that I want to be launching. There's a book that I want to write. There's a new business on the cards, but I'm also not attached to any of these things. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to let them unfold as they need. Yeah. I love that. Allow the unfolding. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) So for me, I would love to, again, keep releasing the control. And I think my resolution is, I think it's the yeah, the theme of acceptance, the one that you were talking about earlier. So accepting, being more accepting of myself than not um, limiting like myself to like how I look physically, like knowing that I'm more than that and not being so attached to um, whether it's my weight or appearance and just all these labels that I think we get Mm. caught up in and just going back to like just reconnecting with like like my soul I think and just being unapologetically myself Mm. um, is yeah I'm sure will help with all areas of my life so that's going to be my main my main focus Mm. I love that focus being unapologetically you so good and leading on from that, you discussed the idea of self-acceptance in your like recent podcast episode. Um, so someone like me that maybe hasn't always been the most accepting of themselves and where where do you like begin on this journey of self-acceptance? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I feel like with self-acceptance, first of all, it's putting down on paper like where you even think you are right now. So if you were asking yourself like, okay, well, what do I need to accept about myself? And so you just sat there and free write all of the things that you would need to accept about yourself. Like if you're being like really honest, even though what you write down, it doesn't mean it's going to be true, but put down all of the judgment on paper as well, right? Like put Mm. it down so you can see what you're thinking about yourself and come to a place of acceptance with those thoughts, Mm. like accepting that, yeah, this is how I'm thinking. This is what's in my head and that's okay. What we usually do is then beat ourselves up, (laughs) shame ourselves or feel guilty Mm. for what, what is in our minds, (laughs) but, and we don't want to do that. We don't want to go through that, but we do want to put it all out on paper so that you can really see what is going on in your mind and then shift it to looking at these circumstances Mm. that you think you're living in and shift it to like, what really are the facts of this situation? Like 
what it what is the truth of this situation and pulling out all of the hyperbole all of the opinion and taking the just the neutral facts of the situation like for instance this is my bank account balance this is how much money i've made year to date this is how much i weigh this is where my health is at these are the relationships i have in my life these are the experiences i've had these are the thoughts that are in my mind and mm bringing yourself to a place of acceptance about those things and releasing all of the other like hyperbole that we create um, about the facts of the situation because that hyperbole Mm. is what leads to unsupportive or supportive emotional states and also like the thoughts that we think that feel that emotional state. So that's my piece of advice there. And then once you get yourself yeah. to a place of acceptance with the facts, then you allow yourself to shift the needle even more to coming to a place of appreciation for what you have, which is where the magic happens. Yeah. And taking all that in, <laughs> being okay in the present moment, not beat, not beating yourself up. Yeah, it really helps. Thank you. I'd love to know if you've got any predictions about the way the coaching industry could move in 2020 because so many people coaching now and I, while I believe there's space for everyone um community over competition and all that I yeah I'd love to know with like social media or just the way people are communicating if you can see any like trends or anything you feel like might change in 2020. Hmm. Yeah I feel like I don't know about if this is the coaching industry in general, but it will affect the coaching industry. But I feel that there is definitely more of a desire for in-person connection. And so perhaps we'll see people um, maybe Mm. relying on social media less and looking for spaces where we can connect with like-hearted people and Mm. have meaningful conversations. So I think that's definitely going to be a trend. Mm -hmm. Um, But otherwise I feel like there will be more and more people who are called to step up for this work as coaches. And there's more than enough space for all of us. And there's so many people who need our help. I I really believe that everybody can use a coach. And, um, And so with that, I think that we have to hold ourselves to a really high standard about like really doing the inner work, looking at where, we're contributing to the problems that we see like outside of our you know little bubbles that we live in and really asking ourselves as individuals to step up and to and to yeah just really take more interest in this in social in our social responsibility so I think that that's going to be a theme and I think um as coaches it's a it's it's in our interest and it's our responsibility to to step up in those areas too. Yeah, I agree. I think that's heading, and I also think quality over quantity is going to be a big theme. Where it's not like posting for the sake of posting, it's people actually taking the time to connect with more meaningful posts, and whether that's longer captions or just yeah, I think more thoughts going into each post rather than quantity for the sake for the sake of posting yeah definitely I agree and I think that we're all realizing that we can actually you know create less content 
but with more quality and that's totally fine. Everyone's going to be okay. (laughs) So the last thing I would love to know for today is what are your top tips for keeping a balanced mind and body during the first period? Because I know people can feel a bit overwhelmed, a bit stressed. There's a lot more like sugar and alcohol and parties and things happening. Um, How do you personally stay balanced? Uh, Yeah, I think my answer here is presence, like doing what you can to be like in your own energy and to be really present in, in all of the situations you find yourself. And I think like a lot of my, a lot of you in my community like are empaths and so we feel the intensity of like all of these heightened emotions at this time and that can be so much um, to take on and so we feel really tired like I feel tired right now and I felt tired quite a lot this month and I feel like it's just the it's from the environment um, so if you can come back to your own energy and be really present in each situation and slow down rather than speed up which is what Um, we're being called to do um, through all of the social situations that are going on and like all of the places we need to show up. If you can exercise your boundaries in this, in this time and really slow down to appreciate and savor the moment and be really present with yourself, make sure you know what you need. You're in tune with your body and what it needs. um, I think that that is the, yeah, the best way to be able to find that balance in the first place. And I think it's what we all like it. That's what we lose during the holidays. It is that present. So yeah, that's my answer for that one. Yeah. I love that. And it's the ability to slow down, to take a breath and then you can approach everything with a clearer mind. Yeah. And enjoy it. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> that's everything that I wanted to ask you today. So thank you for answering those questions for me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for asking all these interesting questions. It's been so fun to chat with you and to discuss both of our insights from the year. So thank you for showing up and being vulnerable with your answers as well. And also for um, coming on the podcast again and having this fun conversation and interviewing me. I always enjoy it so much. And yeah, thank you also for just being such an important part of Uh, my community and this and my business and also this podcast the podcast wouldn't be happening without Ella so um, yeah thank you so much Ella for everything this year thank you so much too and for all the work that you do and everything you're creating in the world it's helped me immensely I know it's helped many of the listeners too so I want to thank you as well and I'm always happy to come on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much my love So there you have it, my beautiful friends. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between Ella and I as we explored our year in review and what we're excited for in 2020. There are so many takeaways to this episode, so I'll let you all digest what you've just learned and we'll be sure to expand on some of these ideas and concepts in the new year. So I just want to leave you all with a little idea as you step into Christmas and the holidays and just remind you that tying up the end of the year is also about celebrating yourself. So if you want to bring in a little ritual for yourself over the next week or so where you just celebrate everything that you have created and all the awareness that you've 
um, gotten through doing your year in review, create a ritual for yourself to really symbolically celebrate and release this year and then call in what is to come for your beautiful self and businesses in 2020. Follow your heart, follow your curiosity, allow yourself to create your own ritual. Just do something, even if it's just for five minutes, that's really intentional to set the tone for this new year that is to come. And finally, if you would love to invest in any of the programs or courses that Ella and I have mentioned throughout this episode, for example, the Mindset Makeover, just head to www.letisharange.com forward slash Mindset Makeover. It's for you if you would like to understand and have the tools to coach yourself and up-level, transform and understand your mind across all areas of your life and business. And then if you would love to get started in business and you'd love to create a solid foundation for yourself in business, check out my program, Create Your Beautiful Biz at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Create Your Beautiful Biz. Enrollment for that program will be opening up in 2020. And if you would love to take things to the next level in your life and in particular in your beautiful business, I also invite you to check out my one-to-one coaching program. Program, which is starting in just a couple of weeks. This is the last opportunity to sign up for a consult call with me to discuss how I can support you in your business in 2020 as you take that business and your life to your next level. So if you'd love to know more about working with me one-to-one in this really beautiful, holistic way, please go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. All right, everybody, I will see you in our next episode. Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a beautiful time, however and wherever you are in the world over the next week or so. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.